This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer. That sound you can hear is of the windows shutting <laughs> right across <laughs> Europe. Um, but as far as the Blues are concerned, the window pretty much shut uh, a number of hours ago, just a late one in. Matty Pennington has gone on loan to Ipswich Town for the season, but otherwise, the second deadline day of the summer has been quiet. I'm Phil Kirkbride, and today joined by Gav Buckland and Tony Scott as we look back on the window that was Marco and Marcel's first, um, and the ups and downs, downs, the highs and lows, and I'll be asking the boys to give me their best bit of business. That may be an in, it may be an out, it may be of somebody not doing anything at all. Um, chaps, but we're going to start with the window of uh, the Bundesliga and the fact that it's not only shut, Everton have forced it shut and locked it and thrown away the key. <laughs> Adam Luckman, as of five o'clock today, officially, although we knew from last night, um, if you'd have seen our piece online, that he wasn't going anywhere, will remain an Everton player until at least January, hopefully for longer. Um, Gav, the saga, if you like, is over officially in many ways are you pleased that Everton have kept hold of Adamola oh, that's a good question isn't it you um, like him don't you I do but I think um, i said on the pod a, f- a few times the been something wrong with Luckman's relationship with Everton perhaps over the last 12 months in those rumours 12 months ago longer perhaps yeah you know obviously looking from the outside Looking in at me, Luckman in, even. First part of the pod. <laughs> a bit early for that. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even funny. Is, uh, is, is, there's been something there, hasn't there? Maybe on both sides. Um, so, I don't know. If 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 it carries on like this, this standoff or whatever you would call it, and Leipzig is still making noises between now and Christmas, then Hazard, we just got it, got it over and done with. For what was that decent, decent fee that was quoted? Because uh, I know it was twelve million, Phil, but I don't think it was twelve million. No, yeah, I, I think, just as a quick yeah. recap, our understanding was that Everton actually only received one official bid, yeah. and that the subsequent uh, offers in inverted commas were more inquiries. Leipzig continued oh, okay. to stay in touch, and I think they'd intimated that they would have been willing to go to twenty-five yeah. million. What I'm basically saying is I don't see the point of not selling them if we just carry on like this till January, you know, where there's obviously a little bit of unhappiness maybe on either side. But I'd be happy to keep them if that's all blown over and, you know, both both parties settle down and, and Luckman starts showing the, you know, the the um, the ability that he's got. Uh, said before on a pod, I think he's far more suited to 4-3-3 than 4-2-3-1 because it means he can play higher up the pitch. Um, so some some of the times in four two three one we plays a little bit deeper he can be a little bit loose with the ball can he lose possession in dangerous areas so I think keeping the half the pitch is better uh, and if if this brings the end of the saga and both parties move on then I'd I'd like to keep him but if there's still like an undercurrent perhaps then I would rather him gone. So did you um, like Marco made pretty clear today and has done for a number of weeks. Have you grown, t- or did you grow tired of the of the whole saga? No, I never, because, well, do you know, for the first time in a long while, when the Everton manager says something, you actually believe it when he says it, and he said it, I 
think it was over a month ago now. He said he says he's not going nowhere. It was like three or four weeks ago when he said he's going nowhere. He's staying here. And sometimes because of the history we've had with managers, Sam Allardyce even said that he's going nowhere. The next minute he was gone. So for the first time in a long while, I go, I can't trust this fella straight away. And then it nothing happened. There was rumours and there was whispers, but I was confident that what Marco Silva was telling the world was true. And it's listen as we stand here now, he's been absolutely true to his word, hasn't he? So yeah, I, I didn't believe any of the rumours. I, I think what it was, it would have sent out a bad signal if they would have sold him. Because then the manager and Marcel, they've all gone back on the words and what they've said. See, the minute Marcel Brands walked through the door, he said, he needs an arm round him. I've been talking him for a while when I was at PSG, I wanted to sign him. So if they would have sold him, they would have lost a little bit of faith from the Everton supporters there. Mm. Now that they've kept him, now they've got the full support of all the fans. Now I'm thinking, do you know what? These fellas know what they're talking about, the spots on, and what they've said, they've backed up. How does how does Adam Ola change his current situation at Everton? When everybody's fit, everybody's eligible to play and not banned, how does Adam Ola Luckman get what he wants, which, whether it's here or in Germany, is to play every week? It's good to get, a, got to get in the team. The problem is you've got Rick Arlison who started off well. Um, and, and I think one of the good reasons he stayed is, is Marco has said, as need two players for one position and... We are a bit light on the left hand side, haven't left let Tony's favourite go and, and mm. also Balassi, so um <laughs> so give it a bit I, of a clue away for the best I, bit of business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it's a bit like in theory, it's a bit like the Leighton Baines Dean situation, isn't it? But Rick Allison you would hope you'd think would be first choice for the foreseeable future if he carries on and, and so what Lukman's got to do yeah go on mate sorry is, is knuckle down and, and train hard and and put himself in the, in the frame either moving on to the right if he can but that, I, I, it's a difficult situation for me this I don't think it is I think he's got to get his head down and work harder than he's ever done before but that's he's, been given, he's been given the opportunity to play for a in my opinion, a top six club from where did he come from? Cheltenham, League Two, and he's only yeah, league, league One at the time. League One just, at the time. Yeah. So now he's sulking because he didn't get a move. I, I I put him to one side and say, listen, lads, you, you by by no means the finished article. You're very lucky to be paid handsomely. You're playing for the top club in England. You get your head down and you work. And if you work, you'll find yourself ahead of Richarlison. You'll find yourself ahead of Walcott. Why, why just you can't treat anyone differently? You can't. He, he's got the ability to be better than what he wants to be at the moment. It's because his, his, his body language isn't right, his head's not right. He needs, honestly, needs a proper strong talking to by whoever's in charge. But where they are as players, Richarlison and Luchman at the moment are both at similar ages as Luchman. Adam Ola's 20, Richarlison's 21. So yeah. there's a net year which sometimes can be different. Richarlison, to me, looks a far more, and he's by no means the finished article. So, somebody's far more capable, as we saw him last year, of, of playing every every Premier League game. Um, and he just looks far more attuned to to playing in the Premier League. And as we've seen that in the first two games, and you know, and um, I think that we want that to continue. And the problem, the problem I've got is though, like it's good to have competition. The problem with ha you have is what happens if we get to Christmas and. Charleston's played every game because he's been, you know, the player we hope him to be. And, and Theo's started off well, hasn't he? What, what's <laughs> what's well, Luckman? What, we can what, play what, what, Walcott's side. 
And but Walcott's the, not going to play 20 games on the yeah, spot. Yeah, well, that's probably the best side. Yeah, I mean, especially if you play a high press up the yeah. further the pitch, that, that, that might be the best way of getting in the team. But to me, what I'm basically getting to is what happens to get to Christmas, he's not really has a lot of game time. What about this one then? Thinking, thinking in a little bit outside the box, um, Marco, when Richarlison signed, said he can play on, in any position across the front line, the front three. Is there a situation where Adamola Luckman could be doing everything in training, coming on on the left-hand side, showing Marco he has to start, and therefore forcing Marco to play Luckman left, Walcott right, and Richarlison down the middle? It's a good show, Phil. It's a very good show, and you see no reasons why he can't do that. He's very flexible, Marco Silva. When he's obviously when they're on the pitch, they're interchanging. Last week, we, well, during the week, we seen a, a four-two-four, didn't we? Mm-hmm. At one stage, when we went two-nil up, so he's very flexible on that. And the thing is, with Luckman, he, honestly, you can't see him any differently because he's a youngster and he didn't get his move. So what? Van Dijk didn't get his move to Liverpool, but he knuckled down, got on with it, and then eventually got his move. And, and look, and look, in, in terms of balance. Uh, in that comparison, Luckman is he's a 20, 20 year old kid. Now we all go back when we were that young. You you, you are immature. You know you, you are not yeah. making you know the right decisions, are yeah. you? Because you want to play. He just wants to play football. Of course, I I, I get that, Phil. But what he's got to realise, he, he's in a very very comfortable position here. And yet, if he needs to bring his mates up to live up here or his family, then he's got to do it. He, having to pay in his wages, don't forget, he can't be sulking around Finch Farm and giving a bad influence because. We've all seen it, and you see it on social media. There's, there's kids getting pictures with them outside Finch Farm and outside Goodison Park, and his face is tripping him up. He's not even smiling for the pictures. Now he's going to have to turn, turn that frown upside down now and start smiling again and working hard now. And he's, he's got nothing else but to do for the next four or five months is work his socks off and get back in this Everton team. Well, Gav, can, sorry, can on. I just say something? Yeah. He said about that lineup with it. Mm. Chang Tosin might have something to say about Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah, but you know competition I mean? for places. I'm, just, exactly, try, I'm yeah. just trying to think how does Luckman get mm. in this yeah, team? Yeah, well, we say like you've not really got any. The way that would work, we've got no real competition for Tosin, really, up front, as an as a out and out mm. centre forward. Yeah, I'm with Tony on this. It, it's just that, go back to what I said before, is. But I'm if you get to Christmas at the same position. He, he will, he will get opportunities, Gab. We're in oh, the League Cup. Will, yeah. We've got the FA Cup is, is coming up in yeah. end of December, okay. isn't it? So he's going to get opportunities. Everton will not keep Richarlison and Walcott in the team for the next 20 games on the spin till Christmas. There's and no I'm, way it's happening. And, 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 and it might sound sort of very basic uh, uh, assessment of the situation, but Luckman, if it hasn't dawned on him or he hasn't been told this already, he ain't playing unless he's training hard. He wants to play, so he's going to have to train hard. So there's no point in him moping around if that's what he's been doing. Obviously, Marco's question, his attitude at times this, this summer. There's no point because he doesn't, he doesn't get him anything. doesn't help him, doesn't help Everton. No. Does it make him a more attractive proposition to Leipzig? I'd say not. No, because no. They'll, they'll, they'll see him in a different light. They, Of course they will. They'll say, hang on, we don't like his attitude for one. Do we want that if he doesn't get a move to... Say if he could get a move to... By Munich, if he wants it, if he's going to it over there, so no, I, yeah. I, 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 he's got to look out of the players, and if he wants to move on, yeah, fine, players come and go, but if he wants to, he's gonna to have to knuckle down. I could name there's, there's dozens out there Riyad Mahrez, Philip Coutinho, Luis Suarez, Van Zyl. You could honestly, there's hundreds of players out there who didn't get the move, they knuckled down, got on with it, and in the end, they got the move. So if he thinks he's that good of himself and he wants to play at a higher level than Everton, well, show us then. Interesting. No, Luckman, you know, hugely divisive and, 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 a, and a major talking point. And as we said before, we started this section of uh, today's podcast. 
Marco is keen to draw a line on it and has been has grown tired of talking about it for uh, for some time. But unfortunately, it will remain a topic of discussion. But I think the only way that Luckman can can end that discussion is by playing well, can't he, and getting in the team, and, and it and it kind of goes away, doesn't it, to an extent. Um, before I get the lads to give me their best bit of business, which they are sweating over, <laughs> I, can, I can tell you. <laughs> We're going to have a run. We're going to, we're going to talk about the window that was, as I said at the top of the podcast. Uh, it's been a remarkable window in many respects. But when you look at the ins, we all know the ins. Seven ins. You know, we had Richardson, Dinier, Virginia, Bernard, Mina, Gomez, and Zuma. But just listen to the, just listen to this list of outs. It includes under twenty threes and senior players sold and on loan. Funes Mori, Robles, Rooney, Klassen, Garber, Onyekuru, Tashiri, Williams, Morales, Vlasic, Besic, Balassi, Ramirez, Callum Connolly, Joe Williams, Anthony Robinson, Matty Pennington, Jose Baxter, Sam, Sam Byrne, Callum Dyson, Conor Grant, David Tenen, and Louis Gray. Now, a quick calculation, that's 23 players who've left the football club. Have you ever known anything like it? No, no. I remember Howard having a big clear out in his first season. Um, about seven or eight players later on in the campaign, but in 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 terms of like a single sort of window, as it were, no. Um, I bet some of them are on loan. Some of them come to near the end of the contracts, like with Williams. So one, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. I should have clarified. Some were actually released as well. Yeah, contracts. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So because he could have them if he wanted them. So yes, it is, yeah, it, yeah. It is a, but there's some players who've gone on loan who are actually at the end of their contracts yeah, when they come back, Williams. isn't it? Like you yeah, know, said yeah. Williams. Um, so um, I think there's. Some of the lone players will probably never come back, um, which might do us a favour for naming no names. But um, I've not known one. But I tell you what, it was needed. Are you, are you amazed or, or not? Su- not surprised that you know the the headlines at the uh, start of June when Marcel and Marco were put in front of the press that day at Finch Farm, and, and Marcel particularly was banging the drum for, for for cutting this squad and trimming it and bringing it down. And, you know, we wrote about it for weeks and weeks. Did you actually think it would happen to that extent? No, no. And and, and I, I point to one of our earlier podcasts where we were talking, I think we had a couple of podcasts probably in you know June or whatever, uh, when we were saying that it would be difficult to move some players on. And the two players that were mentioned were Klassen and Ramirez. Yes. Um, because of the prohibitive wages. And we said that um, we would have to be highly imaginative to get both both players off the books. Um, the fact that they've done that, albeit one of them is alone, whilst also getting rid of players who, shall we say, don't fit the future of mm. of the club at all levels. I think that is a major, major achievement. And 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 I think going back to what I said before, then what they. That was the important part for me. Is 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 trimming the whole team down so we've got like a, a, a squad that we can focus on, and also as well bringing the wage bill down, which obviously needs to be done, because um, we had a special wages podcast, if I remember. Yeah. Um, wages day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When uh, and uh, so I think it's been a remarkable achievement, um, and um, I think it reflects well on um, our director of football in particular. Yeah, so same question. Yeah, about. yeah. I've got to agree with Gav. I, I went on record saying that at least 10 or 12 would need to go. I didn't expect that many. I know under 20 T's are in the mix there, but I think in terms of com- the, the players in, they're all players in positions where needed, where we desperately needed. The balance yeah. is right to the team now, isn't it? 
Listen, if you're rating it out of 10, I'd probably say an 8. If it was being picky, I probably would have said a big centre-forward. Right. A, a really pacey centre-forward. Yeah. That yeah, would yeah. be the 10 out of 10. That would be, wow, we've had a hell of a window. But in terms of rating it, I'd probably go 8 out of 10 on the players in and players out. Is there a, a, a player on that extensive list of outs that I've, I've, I've read out then that surprised you that, that, that the club felt he could, he could leave? For, for example, for me... I didn't see Vlasic going, even though I accepted that it was difficult to find a space for him in the eleven. I thought they would keep him around. I didn't think Yannick would go either. Oh, I, I thought he'd be. Go, I thought he'd right. go. Yeah. I mean, I think I think some of that might be to do with, like, I say, Luckman as well. By the way, yeah. Um, so, no, not really. I'm not. I'm not surprised. There's no. There's no names there. I think. Oh, well, I wish we kept him um, because. You've only got to see our performances over the last couple of years. Um, it's disappointing to see someone like Hennon go on the base. I'm not saying they shouldn't have gone, but a couple of years ago, we were thinking that he could actually mm. do something. Um, but I'm not. I'm not surprised, and I, I think um, I'm not really disappointed in any of those departures. I thought we may have kept Morales, though. That would have been good. If only to Antonio. So is there a player that you, you felt actually no, he deserved to hang around, disappointed that we won't see him for at least a season? I wouldn't say he deserved to hang around. I was disappointed, and it's probably just, just due to his wages, Wayne Rooney left, considering, and I know it's a different way of playing football now, and listen, we can't have... Could you, uh, sorry to interject, could yeah. you actually, in, the, in what we've seen in the first four matches three in the league, one in the cup. Could you see where Rooney would have played? There's an argument to say, Phil, when Morgan Schneiderlin has been injured, he could he could, he could have easily played that role because Schneiderlin's not a box-to-box player, is he, that we come to expect it, where he's up and down um, in offensive areas as well as defensive. But I think what Schneiderlin's done very well under Marco Silva, he's, he's received the ball from the defence and he's set the Everton tone going forward. I don't see no reason why Wayne Rooney couldn't do that job. He's better, one of the best passers of the ball I've ever seen in my life. So getting off the defence, he doesn't need to have legs because Morgan Schneider hasn't got legs. He just sits in front of that back four and does a good job. So I just feel as if maybe that area where we are lacking, aren't we? Because we're looking at it now and we've seen it last week when Morgan Schneider went off. We went to bits, didn't we? So maybe that little bit of cover. Listen, I know the reasons why Wayne Rooney was sold because of his huge wages. If Wayne Rooney was on peanuts... There's arguments to say that I'll probably still be there at the moment. So, me personally, I was just gutted because he, it was just short and sweet, Wayne, and I t- still think he had a lot more to offer at Everton. Yeah, I think going back to Tony's point about this big centre forward, we are, I think, still a little bit lighting around that in front of the back four position. Mm. Um, both in terms of the numbers we've got and the balance of the balance of the, the players that we've got there. Is that I still don't think we've got a proper senior like sort of box to box midfielder. You know, mm. four three three, your middle three. You want your holding player Schneiderlin. You want your Sigurdsson, and you want somebody who ideally can play box to box. Um, you've got it's just a guy doing at the moment, but we know that is is he's best more close to the Schneiderlin role than playing further up points. And you've got like say Tom, who in theory could do it, but he's just. You know, and this is for another podcast is is maybe not there. Well, it's not there yet, and I, and I do think that maybe that's that's where we're missing. Yeah. And, and we are light on reinforcements. I mean, as you say, um, if Schneiderlin's injured, we end up 
playing some, trying to play somebody who's that's not their game because I don't think it's it's just a gay's game to get the ball off the back four and ping it around the pitch. So that that's another area. But we we well, I, I said and I think we we probably all agreed the important thing was get players out, concentrate on the real key positions, and and then take it from there. That in terms of buying players, it may take us two or three transfer windows to uh, to sort everything out. But we've certainly made a good start. I think the mid, the midfield situation is a worry for me as as, the, as we get to Christmas because obviously there's no sign of Gomez yet. But in terms of where we want to be, we want to be we want to be in the top six, don't we? Want to get we want to get in there. You look at the teams who are all above us. Their midfield just overpowers us, doesn't he? Obviously, City. You don't even need to talk about them. Fernandinho, etc., and David Silva. Even Liverpool across the park. You've got Henderson and Keita full of legs. Look at Manchester United, Pogba and Matic. Then you're looking again, Tottenham, Wanyama, and you go. It's going on and on and on. Um, Ericsson, Even you still you're looking at our midfield, and it's just a guy, Morgan Schneider. You're going. They wouldn't get into any of their teams, and it is a worry that that position for me because it's the most integral part of winning a football match. Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. 120 odd days until January window opens. I know, sorry. sorry. I thought you were going to say Christmas, Dan <laughs> Phil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, less than that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Marco said to me in the summer, You only go into January if you're in basically in dire straits or you've buggered it up yeah. in the summer. Mm. Now, we haven't by the looks of it, but. What you two have just said to me suggests that we're still light in a couple of areas. Do we go again in January to try and find either a midfielder toe or Gav striker? Well, it depends what Gomez settles in and what sort of role he, he plays. Uh, that'll be that'll be one thing. Uh, and and the striker situation is well, I refer you to your pre- previous uh, comment that you could play Richarlison there um, for you know if needs be. Um, but we maybe it may just get through January. It depends. It depends what position we are in the league as well, doesn't it? I mean, because we've got no European commitments. And what I'm saying, you know, the, the so-called mythical big six. You know, there's at least two of them that are really struggling at the yeah, moment, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And it could be, and this is where like thrown away a couple of points hasn't helped. It could be Christmas at the current rate to not start. You may find yourself if we if we really progress well and do well under. On the silver, you may be in there or thereabouts. You know, we, you know, I agree. knocking on the door of the six. I, I agree with you, Gav. I, I think that, sorry to interrupt, I think yeah. you, you could find yourself here because there's no European football and the big clubs have all got, you, you've got Arsenal in the Europa League as well, don't forget. Mm. Chelsea are in the Europa League. Man United have got Champions League football as well. So these are, these are having a knock-on effect in their squads where we're just ticking the games over Saturday, 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 Saturday. And Everton, I agree with Gav, they could find themselves in a position where, do you know what, if we actually find ourselves maybe three or four points going into December, or fourth or fifth, may force us chair, the chairman's hand here, and think, well, do you know what, why not go and get a centre-forward here? You could get us ten important goals to maybe even break into the top four. You just don't know where you find yourself come December time. Just, I'm just getting around, in and around the top six, full yeah. stop, you know. You know. So I think that might determine about Luckman as well. So I, I I keep basically what we're saying here. I think is keep our options over mm. open about January and don't be too um, specific about well we're not going to buy anybody. Mm. Just I think I, we just need to keep our options open. I, It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think next summer though, Phil, they, they've got to go and get a big, powerful centre midfielder. They've got to one that 
just the job of Morgan Schneider and a Jessica guy full of energy, box of box. Oh, yeah, but you've got to go and yeah. get them, haven't you? We've got Richarlison, we've signed good players, do you know what I mean? Got yeah. Mina, got, they're really good players who we've signed, so there'll be one out there, and that's what Marcel Brands gets paid handsomely for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this player wouldn't fit the age profile because he's, he's the wrong side of 30, but Dembele at Spurs looks like he could be on the love move him. in January. I'd love him. I'd would, love him. Would he come here, though? Well, yeah, this is the question, isn't it? If, yeah. if we're pushing and Gav, we're pushing fourth or in pushing the top six yeah. and win the quarterfinals oh, yeah, yeah. of the League Cup, and he's not played, and if the money's right, yeah, um, powerful, d- glad two games, very. But, but, but as I say, thirty-one and Marcel's talk about age profile yeah. doesn't fit the the, the strategy. As the, the one, the one we have mentioned in the past, who would be like sort of only considerably decoré, wouldn't mm. it? Mm-hmm. You know, thought you'd respect to any who, Watford who, listeners. Who, <laughs> yeah. Who's picking up the phone to Watford oh, again? Yeah. You know, right. I'm sure they haven't blocked Everton's number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blocked, <laughs> muted the lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was a great what uh, one journalist said about you know about Brand saying about overpaying for uh, for the Charles, and he, he said that was called the "Don't sue us money." <laughs> that we paid, like, you know. um, so that'd be I'd be interested to keep our options open for January. It's time. Ooh. It's time. Um, Scott's just taking a sip of water, so he's yeah. ready first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony Scott, Everton's best bit of business this summer. It could be an in, it could be an out, it could be somebody going nowhere. Go. Apart from my best mate leaving, I've not even got to mention his name because it's not worthwhile. He'll be in Fiorentina under 23s in three or four weeks. <laughs> you mark my words. Any, any Fiorentina fans that are listening, you'll get what's coming to you. We've seen it all before. I think... Everton's best bit of business was Yerry Mina. Yeah, really a big do. shout for a it player is. we've not seen yet. I know. I, I just, from what I've seen and heard from very highly respectable people who've watched him quite a lot, I'm taking it from them that he's going to be some player for Everton. I just think, in terms of what we needed at the back for a long, long while, not since, since Lescott, someone big... Units at the back, powerful, pacey, get your goals. I, 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 I can't wait to see him in an Everton shirt. I really, really can't. I think for what we're getting, we're getting a young, energetic player who's already, you can see he's fitting in with, with the players as well on the social media kind of style, can't you? So I'm really looking forward to it and I think that could be... Um, I remember sp- speaking to him, a, a player, who, sorry, a journalist that covers Barcelona a lot and he was asking about um, players who they could, Barcelona could regret letting go obviously Dinier and Gomez obviously on loan he said Yeri Mina could be the one that they really regret on letting go Gav big call from Scotty really interesting uh, yeah. for you, your best bit of business could be an in could be an out could be somebody who didn't move at all the, the, the one thing segment would be keeping an ear out for any Fiorentina podcasts because <laughs> <laughs> Scotty would be on money so it's still Slag Morales off so it's yeah, Slag Morales off an Italian lane that I think uh, I think I mentioned two, but this is... Oh, no, 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 no. I could okay. mention Morales, okay. but I never... No, no, no. I'll tell you what. It's keeping Jordan Pickford. That's that's the best bit of business for me. Um, I think we said on the World... Before, prior to the World Cup, um, that if Jordan has a big World Cup, then it could be a problem for us in terms of trying to retain him. Um, thankfully for us, that phrase... Nobody was prepared to test our resolve, or in public anyway. Mm. Uh, so I, I think the best bit of business, bear in mind goalkeepers are hugely treasured 
players these days. Um, I think keeping Pickford was the the uh, the best bit of business. Now, for our listeners, we're going to ask Phil Kirkbride. Put him on the spot now, Phil. Best bit of business from Everton. Signing up Marcel Brands. Yeah, that was my other thing I was going to say. If we're talking to footballer, yeah, footballer, um, yeah. yeah, in or out. I think Richarlison looks the, the business, and I think he yeah. he's solving or looks like he will solve a long-standing left-wing issue. I think he, as we spoke about, play across the front line. I think he's big, he's powerful, mm. he's quick, he's got quality. I think he's what fans have been craving for for seasons. He ticks the boxes for me, yeah. apart from Russia buds to the head. But, but, but he has <laughs> yeah. got that little yeah. bit of a little bit of a streak, which yeah. I, I think okay. I don't he's even have to care because he's, he's going to be targeted. He's going to be targeted. But I don't think that's if you. Gavin Charlison was right to headbutt Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Headline. If he keeps that under control, you've got to have a little bit of an edge. You know, there's some Dali Ali's one of one of them, isn't he? Really, yeah, like, yeah. you've got to have a you've got a little bit bit of an edge. I think sometimes. Um, but I'm with Phil. I think uh, that's why I said too. I said player mm. keeping Pickford, but overall the big star set that we've got in is Brands because I think he's the he's the real deal, isn't he? You know, yeah. uh, based on what you've seen so far, he's a, a huge asset for us to have a, at the club. I you think, um, sorry, Gab, I, I remember a Wofford fan when I was, I was tweeting about Richarlison, obviously the fee and etc. And a Wofford fan got in touch and he said, You mark my words, he said, You'll double your money on him. And I went, mm, Yeah, all right, we've just paid, <laughs> paid 30 odd million for him, rising to 50, etc. And he went, You mark my words, you could easily double your money on him in a couple of years. And I went, Yeah, okay. And we're seeing it now. I think, Woof. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and look, there's so many things that have gone into Richarlison's decision to come to the football club. Obviously, the football club will be paying him very well, I'm sure. It's a big club, you know, and I'm sure the chairman of Farhad did an excellent job in, in, in selling that to him as well. But I think we have got a lot to thank Marco for because he ain't coming to many other clubs apart from where Marco is, is he really? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and, and that's right. And I, I'm really excited by him. And I, I think if you did said... Remember we had that sort of panicky podcast about three weeks ago and we were saying <laughs> we bought everybody else who bought players. I think there was only yeah, two yeah. sets so there was only two it was only us and Tottenham at the time with not bought players. Tottenham, Burnley and Chelsea. Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, we th- we're sitting here thinking oh, there's only like three weeks left of the transfer mm, window. That's yeah. the domestic transfer window shutting. You know, we didn't expect three or four on the yeah, last day. And I think, you know I mean? but imaginative stuff as well, but mm. at the same time addressing the real issues on, on the pitch. And I think combined with all the players you know, who've left, which needed to go. Um, I think, um, as a, if you, it was marking on, on 10, I'd, I'd put it as an 8, mm. with the potential that if the players that we've bought who've not played yet, Yeri Mina, mm. Gomez come in and play really well, then you're talking a 9 or 9.5. Yeah. Well, I think well. what I will say about Richarlison, Phil, as well, is that how well have the fans took to him? Well, yeah, it's all it's part of the package, isn't it? Yeah, and how well has he took to the fans as well? Yeah, you can see he absolutely loves it here. The social media's washed with Everton, there's a little celebration and that. So it is refreshing to see a young lad loving it, loving his, his time here. And you, you very rarely get that sometimes. You get players. Yeah, if, you, if you're looking at what we just talked at the top of the podcast, as I'm all looking, if you ever want to look at someone else there to see how we can bear the fruits of how we can get involved with the fans so much and put a smile on his face. Look facing him in the in, in the changing room. I just want to come back to Gav's best bit of business, which you said was keeping Jordan Pickford. Is that challenge? Is it going to be the same thing when we sit around here in twelve months' time? That if we've kept Jordan Pickford for another season, that outweighs anything else we're going to do. 
even bringing in the top striker. In fact, keeping Jordan at the football club is actually going to be better than anything we could do. It's a good shout there. Um, it put, there's a possibility that I remember when, when, we, when we signed him, when we all had to pick our player that we wanted to sign. Uh, we signed all four, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, I did pick Pickford, and the reason I said it, I said he's going to have to be our goalkeeper for the next four or five years. And that's the reason why I said it, because we all threw our names in the ask. I've said Michael Keane. I'm all right, Gav. A departed <laughs> podcaster is David Classen, I think. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> no, oh, once he okay. kicks him off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think that's why the reason why I said it, because it, it's not many players who we all threw in the ass that you could see, do you know what, he's mm. going to be there for three or four years, players come and go, I get that, but he was an integral reason why I said him, because that position, we haven't, in my opinion, we never replaced Nigel Martin. Tim Howard and bits and pieces yeah. etc but in terms of stability and in goal Jordan Pickford must it's got you're going to have to you're talking Alisson fees for 70 odd million you're going to have to start talking hundreds if you want Jordan Pickford and I'm not I'm not Ooh. over egging that honestly really not young goalkeeper one English, of the best yeah, I get that. young yeah, yeah, English yeah. goalkeeper one of the best in yeah. Europe if not the world what he's just seen well on the World Cup yeah um, well name name five or six better than him well what I'm going to say is on Pick, Pickford is I think this season's a really big challenge for him. That he's come back off the World Cup, sort of national hero, whatever. Um, one of the goalkeepers of the World Cup. Um, you talk about young players, Phil, before about like Luckman, and that also applies to Pickford. Is that for, for players of any age, but particularly young players coming off the back of a good World Cup, can sort of change your mindset, and all of a sudden you you viewed in a different light and you regard yourself in a different light and that can damage some some players and I think Jones has got to be careful that he doesn't let it go to his head he's not that type of player though Gavi oh, you see me he, he, he can be confident it's not an arrogant type of way I'm he's not confident yeah. he's probably level heads he's come across as that anyway yeah but on the pitch whatever off the pitch but on the pitch that actually you know you start believing your own publicity and and and, and coming off the back of the World Cup is always difficult anyway as a challenge physically you know, as though he is a keeper, and I, and I think there's a far bigger um, challenge in his second season than his first season in some respects. Even though he was new mm. to the club with us last year, and he was playing kinds, was probably more flaky defence. Yeah, and I think in some and, and what I've seen so far is maybe you know he just needs to, you know, just uh, cool it down a little bit. Uh, and um, I think if we if we get in link with big moves next year, that means he had a good mm. season and that he's overcome that challenge. But I, I think it's a challenge for him this year, both on and off the pitch. Interesting. I mean, we, we could talk about the window that was for hours, mm. I'm sure. Um, but we will we'll cut window talk for them. We'll quickly move on before we wrap up uh, to the game on Saturday. Uh, Huddersfield at home. Uh, Huddersfield, who don't score against anybody, but you know our luck probably will, mm, won't yeah. they? Bang one in in the first minute tomorrow. <laughs> What are we expecting uh, tomorrow? You know, unbeaten, you know, got through Wednesday, could have been tricky. <coughs> he made a change team, we got through it. You know, momentum's still there. What are you feeling about Saturday too? I'm feeling that it's it's a must win, yeah. straight away, going into the international break, to keep the confidence going, to get all your players on. They're going to be going on all four corners of the, for the world. But I just feel as when they come back, they're still going to be buzzing to get in the atmosphere of Everton. So it's important that we get a win. And keep the momentum going. Keep the unbeaten run going. And do you know, I'd love a clean sheet more than anything, Phil. Mm. It's just what's happening with this zonal mark. And I know it's a, it's a huge <laughs> debate. We could be here for another hour if we wanted to talk about that. But 
We've got to keep a clean sheet. I don't care how they get it. If they want to play man-to-man mark and zonal mark, and just keep it to give everyone a boost, a nice clean sheet. What we'd probably be about fourth or fifth in the league, unbeaten in the next round of the cup, home draw. You couldn't wish for anything better, really, could you? At the start of the season, so big win and put a bit of a um, style on as well. Just before I go on to you, Gav, just want to um, make it clear on the zonal and man-marking debate. I spoke to Marco. You can read the story on our website now and in the paper on Saturday morning. It's zonal and nothing. He will yeah. not change the man-marking. He insists that he's used it in t- his entire career and they're going to have to work on it. He, ex- he thinks it's better. Um, and he said, he said, and I said to him, but Marco, if I was marking you at a corner and you scored, it's my fault. That's why man-to-man's better because you create yeah. a level of accountability. He said, no, no. There's still accountability with Zonal. And I can tell you now, because I've just told him yesterday or the day after, Calvert-Lewin was at fault for Rotherham's goal on Wednesday. That's interesting, Phil, because what happens if I put two players in one zone? You, the, well, the, when the ball goes to one of them, you, that's when you challenge him. That's, that's what so he's, he's gonna, if he, marking, So, so he's, he's going to get out jumped then, isn't he? Oh, no, because if he's trying to challenge two men. Well, you're not. If, 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 uh, if, if the if, listeners have got another spare hour. Well, you're challenging <laughs> the ball, aren't you? And yeah, yeah, what time? <laughs> yeah. But you're challenging, you're going for the ball, you're attacking the ball, you're not attacking the player. And in theory, you, you can keep yourself equidistant from either player. And if it goes near them, then. You're not, so, you're not really at a disadvantage. Marco well, did use the phrase attack the ball, by yeah, the way. That's so right, yeah, 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 I, yeah. And don't forget me wrong, when Yeri Mean is fit and zoomed, they have got the players, arguably. I know it's what it's to do, it's to counter attack team straight away. You can get on the attack straight away from it. I get all that. But from what I've seen, we can't even keep a clean sheet against a championship team. Here. Really, every time, every cross that goes in the box, you can see the Gladys just go back 10 yards. The, 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 the bag of nerves. It, it, it's clear from what Marco has said, and we will wrap up. I'm sorry, we're dragging it on again. Um, <laughs> that clearly, we played man to man under Sam. Marco says, you know, it's different from last season. We obviously look like we weren't lacking anybody last season. But, yeah. um, and it will, it will take time. So, yeah. have we got to be patient? Yeah, we've got to be patient. And it, we've seen the. the um, the interview with Carragher and Neville John that we were talking about, um, Unai Emery, they're saying, listen, have the players got to adapt to him or has he got to change the players? And there's an argument for and against it. The players are going to have to learn from Marco Silva. It can't be the other way around where, listen, well, I'm willing to adapt a little bit here and there. Listen, if Michael Keane and Phil Jagielkin and Mason Holgate can't work the way Marco Silva wants to play and defend, you're out on your ear and you're on the door, do you know what I mean? So it's going to have to be his way or the highway. But sometimes, Phil... You've got to have to. You're gonna to have to change a little bit. I'm just. I'm very nervous watching Everton from set pieces. Look, you've seen the goals we concede, and just oh, yeah, it's a cross yeah. in the box, and they're just putting two men in one area, and next minute you, it doesn't. You could be the best defender yeah. in the world if you put two players in one zone. You don't numbers. One has to pin the defender down, and the other lads got a free rate. They got a free header. That's only when if the fir- if they win the first ball, like they did to Bournemouth. It doesn't matter no, if, yeah, if, if we win the first com- ball. Like that's that's the whole thing, isn't it? What happened against Bournemouth was that we didn't win the first ball, so. We, we, when that happens, we're knackered, and that happened against uh, in, in the first home against Southampton, Wolves. wasn't it? Yeah, Southampton. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll get my sleeping bag so we can uh, carry, carry <laughs> on. Like, uh, but I think we've sent a few what, to sleep. Well, yeah, well, yeah. What, was, what was the question, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, 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 uh, you, yeah, you nodded enthusiastically when Tony said it was a must-win. Yeah, I think it is because I think if we don't win, we sort of think a bit of a dampener. We start the season well, but we've only got you know. A minimum, about well, six points that would be, wasn't it, from four games, assuming we didn't lose. So um, we, we need eight points by from the four games, which I think when you saw the opening of four fixtures, you would have taken that as a minimum. 
Mm. Uh, to be fair, and given the mountain injury list, you take you take that into the international break, and you know you're happy, aren't you? Yeah, and uh, I'm for once, I'm not really bothered about the performance, man. Or indeed the clean sheet, just a, just a victory, no. and uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I will I would just just a win, win tomorrow. Um, so what would you rather do? Nil nil, draw nil nil, or win two? No, one? of course I'd rather well, win. You but you yeah, want to yeah, 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 because yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen one since Big Sam. Yeah, I'm, only yeah. Yeah. I'm only messing out there. One thing I will say though, Phil, before we wrap up, is that for the first time in a long while, the international break has come at a very, very good time for Everton yeah. with the eight players that are out injured or suspended, whatever. It's coming at a very good time for us. If we can get a win, then you've got the best part of 10 days now to get your Gomez back, to get your just a gaze back. Do you know what I mean? To get all these Yerimina, they should be arguably mm. right up to the pace of things. Uh, so it's coming at a yeah. good time. We've got a home game then, haven't we? West Ham. West Ham, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so there you go. Then Southampton in the Cup, then Arsenal. Indeed. Yeah, so yeah, it's coming at a good time, the international break. Big period coming up as it is ever with Everton, but renewed optimism and hope uh, as we head to Goodison on Saturday. Gav, Tony, thank you very much for joining me on the latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.